Today's guest is friend and Compass colleague, Jackie Dorbritz. Jackie leads one of the top luxury real estate teams in Collin County in the North Dallas area. She's a longtime resident of Plano, and today we're going to talk about North Texas over the years, plus a little bit of real estate too. Welcome to the podcast. I've thought about feeding the dog raw food and, and, you know, and doing all this, but it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have the bandwidth for that. I have a kitchen because it came with my house. So I'm not really (laughs) wanting to cook. I don't cook for myself, much less my dog. Well, that's something I want to ask you about. Let's dive in on that. What are some favorite spots in in Plano? Favorite spots for? To eat out or like hot spots to go eat out or have a beverage. I actually, have, I go to the club a lot. I go to Glen Eagles, Glen Eagles. Country Club quite a yeah. bit. Um, I like um, Bella Greens, which is right over here at mm-hmm. Park and Preston. And I mean, just really kind of simple stuff too. I love La Madeline. You I haven't know, been there in ages. It's and it's right across from our office here too. It's a little restaurant, right? Yeah. We do, and we'll go do some celebratory stuff at Steve Fields, which is great. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked it when it was a little closer to Bella Bend, which is where I live. But, you know, it's, it's a, another, you know, quarter of a mile, for goodness sakes. I can't complain. Right, right. We right. have a lot right around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of just depends on what type of food. Of course, okay. the casino for margaritas is always a great thing. They do have a strong margarita. They do. <laughs> that little Mambo taxi. Will ta- yeah, you should <laughs> take a taxi home after a Mambo taxi, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> um, and I like Craftway Kitchen. So, yeah, I like that yeah. too. There's a lot of good spots in Plano. I yeah. think. I think it's an underrated restaurant scene here. I do too. You know, yeah. I think that we could. Now, when you get up to um, like Legacy West, mm-hmm. there's a whole different ballgame up there. Oh yeah. You know, Del Frisco's, and um, you know, I really like um, Toulouse mm-hmm. and Traverna. So those are, if we're going to go out and do something celebratory, but right here in in my hood, if you will, mm-hmm. in Willow Bend. Um, those are kind of our favorites, but when you get up to Legacy West, Delphi's goes to Loose, Trevorna, are yeah. there some great yeah, ones. There's a lot of good spots up there. <clears throat> yeah. The thing about Legacy West is I never want to just go there for a quick dinner because I'm not mm-hmm. cooking because I, the parking there is, it's more of a, it's more of an ordeal, I think, to go to Legacy oh, West. always valet up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. the valet is even busy. What yeah. I can't figure out is all the Lamborghinis and like Ferraris and super <laughs> expensive cars that are in the valet at Legacy West. Because I was like, I never see you driving this car anywhere else, but it's in the valet at Legacy West. Right, right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Yeah. No. But you have a nice car, but, but yeah. Mercedes, um, but yeah. Yeah. The valet at Legacy West but is where you go if you want to see fancy yeah. cars. I have a friend that lives up there and he has a... At Legacy West? You know, in those high rises yeah, that are on tower. the north sides. And he has one of those kind of cars. I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot I can do with $185,000. <laughs> you know? <laughs> used to be you could buy a house for that in Dallas. Absolutely. <laughs> well, used to be. Exactly. Used to could. Yeah. <laughs> now you, now you can buy it. You can't anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I want to talk about your time. You're not originally from Texas. I was actually born in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, okay. Raised in Florida. Okay. And moved to Texas. All right. From Florida. 27 yeah. years ago? Oh, no, my gosh. It was uh, right out of college. Okay. Broke up with a boyfriend, and I was like, I'm going to show you I'm going to move to Texas. <laughs> Thinking that I was just going to come over here and make him jealous. And I uh-huh. got over here, and I thought the men were much better here. So I stayed. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I like I these boys heard. around <laughs> here. Mm, I like these Texans. I like these Texas boys. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're kind of like a Florida, Alabama, Southern yeah, girl. I'm a Southern girl for sure. Made your way to Texas, the, the big city in Texas. And then I'm married a born and raised Texan. Okay. And if you don't know, you don't get those boys out of Texas. You just don't. They're not leaving Texas no matter what. Uh, no matter how much they love you, they're not leaving Texas. Yeah. I mean, Texans who are born and raised here are very loyal and very proud of the right. state. And I am now too. Yeah. It's you home know, for me. But it is. Yeah. It's in my DNA now. People always ask me when you retire, where are you going to go? And I'm like, home, which yeah. is here. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I've lived in the house 27 years, so that is home. That's how I got the 27. Yeah. yeah. So you came to Plano, um, well, 27 years ago, or were you yeah. in Plano before that? No, we were in Lucas. Okay. But yeah, we were in Lucas. Well, I can't imagine Lucas 27 oh, or 30 years ago. God. It was probably a little farm town. Oh, 
And this is how we got out of Lucas. This is a true story. So Alan wanted to live out, him's my ex-husband, he wanted to live on acreage. Uh-huh. So we were on eight and a half acres out there. And I was going back and forth the airport because I was working in a different industry at the time. So I was gone all week. I didn't care where we lived because mm-hmm. I wasn't home. Yeah. And so I come home one weekend and Drew was at the house. He said, Jackie, there's a snake in the pool. What do, what do I do? I said, call your dad. We're moving. <laughs> <laughs> Was his dad so, a real estate agent or something? No, no. His dad oh. was my husband. Oh, oh I got I said, you, I'm yeah. not living anywhere yeah. that I pull snakes in my pool. Anyway, yeah. kind of tongue-in-cheek <laughs> about that. But I just, I, I didn't like living that far out. Now it's the center of town, for God's sakes. But, you yeah. know, we beautiful home, eight and a half acres, great backyard. But I just, I'm a city girl. Mm-hmm. I wanted to live in a high-rise downtown. So we compromised and moved to Willowbend because okay. it still had trees. and. But 27 years ago was the 90s. Right. And Willowbend was just kind of getting started. I mean, all this was just kind of getting started in West Plano. Do you know the only thing at Park and Preston when we moved out here was Tom Thumb. Mm-hmm. And there was a Mexican restaurant on the southeast corner. Those were the only two things that there were that were out here. Yeah. They had just sold the polo fields. Um, that will have been, you know, mm-hmm. right there. Uh, Target, will have been mall. None of that was here. Right. It was all soccer fields, and so they had uh, they were leasing it out to soccer fields at the time. Wow! So I've seen all of this. Just come. It would take me less than sixty seconds to get from my house to the tollway. Uh huh. Which the tollway was certainly nothing like it is now. Then no, which not is at all. Six <clears throat> lanes now in that part of the tollway. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So what inspired you guys? So you just picked the location, uh, and it was more urban than Lucas at the time. Right, right. Did did Bend Mall exist then? No. Bend Mall wasn't there. Target, none none of that. that, No. And there was, you know, Whole Food wasn't there. None of that. All of these neighborhoods are just, um, that now seem like fixtures in Plano, were like up and coming. They were just building Creeks of Bend at the time. Okay. We would go walk over in. on Preston. Yeah, it's right there at Preston, um, and, and Parker, kind of like sort of, between yeah. Parker and Park yeah. off Preston. And uh, we would walk over there, and we go through those homes as they were being built. There, yeah. you know, we could like, oh wow, get ideas because we were also remodeling our mm-hmm. home at the time. There's some beautiful homes over there. God, they're beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. a really nice neighborhood. Uh huh. Super nice. We I've been getting ready to film a tour at uh, Lakeside at Preston, and I was uh-huh. looking at when the first homes in each village and the last homes were built, and those were all like early '90s, mm-hmm. mid '90s too, and then finishing like in the early 2000s. Yeah. And then I'm sure the retail was there after the houses. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Lakeside Market wasn't there. None of that mm-hmm. was there. I mean, we were really kind of still out in the middle of a farm field. I had some clients, and there, um, he grew up in Starwood, and his uh-huh. and I met his parents through the court. They were young, and I met the parents of the course of the transaction. And they're like, "Yeah, we used to have to drive to Plano to go out to dinner." Oh wow! And I was like, "That's really hard to imagine now." Yeah. Oh yeah, because you're crossing because yeah. that was two hundred restaurants, the same sort of thing. We couldn't buy well. We could buy beer and wine at the grocery store at Tom Thumb, but. Liquor at the time, you still had to go into Addison to buy liquor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to imagine now. Yeah, oh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, how much this has grown, and and Frisco was just you know a wide space mm-hmm. in the road at that time. The only thing that was up there was really Stonebriar and Starwood, mm-hmm. and we had looked up there too. And I was like, it was still too far out for me. I wanted to be closer into you know I was. South of LBJ my whole life with my family. Yeah, it still sounds though like, I mean, at the time when you moved up here, it was subdivisions, the suburb, the true suburbs. It was truly the suburbs. And I suppose old Plano existed, like downtown Plano, yeah, yeah. to some extent. But yeah, we had looked at one on the golf course over on kind of mid Plano, mm-hmm. and I just I wanted to be on this side. Yeah. And I think for resale value and really for the value period. I mean, as you can imagine, living here for 27 years, our, our, <laughs> her value has gone up exponentially, uh, right? Sure. That's a perfect you yeah. know, pl- uh, plug right there for location, 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 yeah. for sure. And I, I'm definitely biased towards West Plano. It's my kind yeah. of favorite spot. And yeah. it's easy to get everywhere from here. Well, I know it now. So, I mean, there are wonderful, quaint things about all, all of Plano mm-hmm. and Frisco, for sure. 
Frisco is going to overtake <clears throat> Plano soon, I think, in terms of size. And I'll tell you what's going to be big, too, is Salina. You know, because Salina <sighs> goes from one side to, uh, to the other. And they said that it... I sat in a um, building and project, and this goes back, um, meeting with the mayors probably five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. And they were talking about the growth that's going to be happening up there. And I think it's going to probably take over all of them. That's McKinney, crazy to think Frisco, about. Frisco, Plano, it, it might be as big. And it will definitely be probably that size as far as the scope of the, mm-hmm. the land size. Yeah, a lot of land. McKinney's huge, too, like geographically. Mm-hmm. Um, McKinney's so pretty. they got a lot of trees and hills. Yeah. And yeah. I just sold a couple up in uh, Melissa and Anna recently, too. Yeah. And some land up in Anna. And gosh, the growth up there is unbelievable. I know. Yeah. It's funny because <clears throat> the, well, there's so much new construction up there. Mm-hmm. And the the homes seem to come before the amenities, right? Like the, the builders yeah. make these big communities. And then you're like, well, where's the grocery store? Like, And of course has a grocery store, but oh, yeah. it doesn't have a Whole Foods yet. <laughs> we <laughs> so, shopped at a Brookshire's when we lived in Lucas for years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it yeah. was, and we had 30 minutes to go to a movie or <laughs> it may still be a 30 minute drive 20 minute drive if you live in Anna Marlissa yeah. to get to a movie theater yeah probably so that'll change yeah oh for sure yeah yeah so what do you miss about the olden days of Plano the olden like days Plano, of Plano in the 90s or early 2000s you know it was just so easy to get everywhere you know it was just super mm. easy okay and um you know, and there was a lot of wide open spaces. And there is something to be said about yeah. that, for sure, right? There's not a lot of wide you open kind of spaces felt, anymore. And especially in Willoughby Lakes, because we have all those trees and we have mm-hmm. all the lakes and we're right there by the golf course. And yeah. So just the beauty of it. Um, and we've been able to maintain that because we own a lot of land within our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have green belts and we have, you know. Yeah, the, the HOA all, has set that up that, smartly. Yes. So it's. I, I love that. So we kind of still have that cut out in mm-hmm. our neighborhood. But it used to be everywhere. I mean, you'd drive down the road and you had blue bonnets that were growing on, mm-hmm. you know, which is now where Bullbin Park is. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the only meaningful pieces of land left are the Hagrid properties, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Those, will, those will eventually be developed too, I'm yeah. sure. Wait, I was coming down um, Park the other day from 75. I'd gone up there to meet with a client. And, you know, there's that still that one spot that's right there. I think it's at Park and either Custer or Independence. Mm-hmm. And they still have the old Haggard Farm yep. that's right there. I know. But the last, the, time I drove by, yeah, the last time I drove by, there was a rezoning sign on it. Oh, was and there? I was yeah. like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but, you know, they sold part of that land to the Toll Brothers development. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold a couple in there right after they yeah. had um, developed that area. I find that that particular development to be a little bit out of place. Like it's um, it, 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 this price differential seems pretty high relative to the other homes yeah. on the blocks around it. Well, like they're it's nice homes. It's yeah. a good location for sure. And they're very big houses. That's true. They're very yeah. big. That's, that's and I think this, that's, that's the price, price differential factor. is the size of yeah. the homes for sure. Yeah. But the location's great, and mm-hmm. but they're pretty big homes, and they don't have very big backyards at all. Yes. Yeah. So if you're looking for something with a lot of space and you can, you know, mow your lawn with a weed eater, you're <laughs> in good shape there. Yeah. I mean, this, Plano still has got large lot sizes, the older neighborhoods. The older neighborhoods. If you go to Frisco, you're not getting a backyard unless if you're in the millions or multiple millions now. No. And, you know, I have, we have some in our neighborhood that are over an acre that sit on the lake. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's probably a quarter of an acre. That's a perfect yeah, size. It is. It's very manageable. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted a smaller. For know. Saturday mornings when you got to mow the lawn. <laughs> Do I look like a mow the lawn? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot I wouldn't of know how to start acres. a lawnmower. I, I like mowing the lawn. Uh, I don't do it right now. I, I like it because it's like lining up the lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's a little bit meditative in a way. There was a guy when we um, got through remodeling the inside of our mm-hmm. home, right? Because we bought it as a foreclosure. Oh, wow. So we walk outside, and we were so proud of what we did. And we walk outside, and, you know, we were young and, you know, young married couple. And we looked at their neighbor across the street who had the most beautiful lawn. And he mowed it with a golf course mower. Oh, wow. And I looked at Alan, and he's like, don't look at me. Yeah. And, um it was it was funny, and so we decided at that point it was probably 
good for us to redo the front yard too. Mm-hmm. So that was our next big project. But yeah, yeah. You, Have you done multiple remodels in the twenty-seven years? Oh, this absolutely. I'm doing one right now. Oh wow! So there are two things that I didn't like about my house when I bought it. It had stone fireplaces, <clears throat> and it had a wall between the kitchen and the rest of the house. The mm-hmm. kitchen was kind of landlocked, but it was two-story kitchen so it's oh, like wow. 25 foot ceilings so it's wow. beautiful yeah but i didn't you know i have a kitchen because it came with the house it was yeah. a gift with purchase yeah. <laughs> so i didn't really care but if i ever sell it i needed to open that up mm-hmm. so um i'm opening up that up right now and redoing those oh, well, I've been remodeling your own house while you're living in it can i say this on a mic you can say mic. of course yeah it's an absolutely it's an absolute butt whipping Oh gosh, yeah. this is what I worry about for yeah. people that are like, we're going to buy this house and change everything while we live in it. I'm like, I have to mm-hmm. tell you, well, the kitchen, keep in mind, you're going to be, you know, having everything out of your laundry room. So mm-hmm. we're living right now with a coffee pot and an air fryer and, you know, <laughs> dog, and we do have a refrigerator outside, so yeah. that's good. But um, yeah, so we've repositioned and re reimagined that whole area okay. over there. <clears throat> It'll be great when it's done. Be great How for resale. How long is this project? Um, it's a massive project, and I'm having it, of course, you know, permitted. So that adds Time. about a month onto it. Yeah. So we'll be all in about four and a half months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a couple years ago, I redid the whole backyard mm-hmm. and built an outdoor kitchen and a water wall and all new landscaping and a pergola. Oh, nice. And, um, then a couple years before that, I did all new pillow windows and doors and wood floors and yeah. I have no carpet in the house. So I've been in perpetual remodel mode for longer than I would like to. That's not in our real estate brochures. This it's like, not. But I think that's part of, if you find a home in a location you love, like that's just part of the journey is changing it over time. Well, and I really, I mean, I looked very seriously about, well, maybe I'll just sell my home and downsize because my home's almost 3,700 square feet. <laughs> And but thirty seven hundred square feet on one story is sweet. Yeah. So you know you start looking at what your options are, and they're way far north, and they're way more expensive than I would have. Mm-hmm. My home's almost paid for. Yeah. And now you're like, do I want to drive to Salina for a really expensive home that's one story? <laughs> and if I had children, I would in a heartbeat. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that that's the thing yeah. is. Um, but I think people when they have kids, two stories, they're, they're more okay with the two story, right? Like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're in our home is our neighborhood starting to turn over for a while. It was a little older generation. And mm-hmm. I'm like now starting to peek into that older generation myself. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> one story. But if I'd been in a two story, I would have already sold and gone. Yeah. Yeah. I um, this is when I think about Plano and neighborhoods like you're talking about. And just generally in West Plano, I think there's a big opportunity for investors to come in and do a lot of high quality Renovations, absolutely. Like in the scale we're seeing in, uh, like Midway Hollow or right. parts of Dallas, they're not, starting to do that. We're not seeing a lot of it, but I really feel like it's coming because I think there's a market for it. The I've sold several to uh, people that have invested, done mm-hmm. investments. Now this was before COVID. Yeah. So because since COVID, of course, you know our prices have escalated exponentially. Yeah. But prior to COVID, that was happening with a lot of homes over in Willowbend. Right. Yeah, like you look at Wilburn Country, these huge mm-hmm. houses. I've got one for sale right I, now on yeah, Plantation, Yeah, tell which us is about beautiful. it. I've seen that house. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. But it's, it's huge. Stunning. It's a very nice size home, and it's over an acre. Wait, is it 6,000 square feet? No, it's 8,300 okay. change. Yes. Um, but most of that living space is downstairs. That's what's cool so about it. So that's what's so super. It also has a dog shower. Right. It's got a dog shower. It does <laughs> have a dog That's an important shower. feature. And it's nice how the, the side yards are separated, too. Mm-hmm. So you got a fire pit so that you can kind of hang out over there. You can either build a tennis court or a pickleball court um, over on the other yeah. side. So um, beautiful, though. But that's totally a, remodeled, though. No, like completely remodeled. Which yeah. is what's so unusual about it. You know, right. You have, I think we'll see more of that. It is. I, maybe I'm hoping beautiful. we'll see more of that. Yeah. In West Plano. Well, there's a big one that's being remodeled right now. I think it's on um, Champions um, in Willowbend. Is it Champions in Willowbend that's being remodeled? Mm-hmm. And they're, I mean, they completely refaced it as well. Wow. So they've wrapped it in stucco now, and yeah. it's been under renovation for over probably a year and a half. Yeah, these are big projects. <coughs> and I, right. I have to imagine in that neighborhood it's going to be $5 million plus. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. So, I mean, I think there's a market for that in Plano. 
But not as many buyers as the Park Cities, for sure. Oh, Park Cities, $5 million is, you know. An average house. <laughs> In between episodes, stay up to date on all things home and lifestyle with my weekly newsletter, Into the Weekend with Matt, where I share the latest real estate updates, new videos from our team, and advice for both buyers and sellers alike. To sign up, go to hastingsre.com slash ITW. That's H-A-I-S-T-I-N-G-S-R-E dot com slash I-T-W. Have you worked with a lot of people relocating to Texas from other places like California? for sure. Yes, a lot. Have you noticed recently that they're like, oh, it's not as affordable as I thought? Yes. Because I've started to see some of that Well, since COVID. You know, since COVID happened, a lot of things changed here in North Texas. Uh, Well, first of all, we had a lot of people coming in. And then you got into these multiple bidding wars. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, I had a house in the market a year ago, December, and I had 39 offers on it yeah. in 24 hours. Right. right. And we just had 15 offers on this property that we just put in, on in the market here in Willamette. Yeah. That's the part of the story that people are not talking about this year is that multiple offers are still happening. They are. Um, the supply is, I think, still tight. But I think but, it's in a certain price point, too. Yes. So, you know, when you start getting above a million and a half, you don't have those multiple yeah. offers. And this sometimes a big... even a million, too, when you get up in Frisco, mm-hmm. you don't have that. But it all depends on the house. Yeah. When somebody comes in and they love it and the husband or the wife are like, fine, then it's all yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. I, my crystal ball broke during COVID. I don't know about yours, but I could <laughs> probably test, you know, I could give you answers uh-huh. and all of that and hardcore answers. Yeah. And now you're thinking, oh, well, that'll go in a week and it goes in a month. And yeah. Oh, that'll go in three months and it goes in 24 hours. So. I just started telling people, like, I can't predict crazy. And there's a lot of craziness <laughs> out there. Cra- I'm, gonna, I just, I'm stealing that from you. Yeah, if you're welcome to use it. There yeah. are no copyrights or trademarks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just am like, I can't predict crazy. Yeah. Like, I, and this would happen a lot with buyers. And I'm like, I, I, I this is what I think you should offer. I still feels high to me, but. But I can't predict crazy. And then, you know, people come in and blow them out of the water with another $50,000 yeah. more. And you're like, well, like I said, I, I mean, I can't predict crazy. But if you crazy like it, then you need to be crazy, too. I was outbid last year on a million two home uh-huh. by $400,000. <laughs> $400,000. over. And I just told my buyers, I said, guys, I cannot with a straight face tell you that I think you should do that. Yeah. And they said, well, we love the house, but we don't love it that much. And I said, there will be another house. Right. There will be another house. This is a hard thing for but, the first time home buyers. Yes, like, and although it's two point six percent interest rate, you know what's the old saying is that you you know you you marry the house but you date the rate, mm-hmm. and get in a, a more affordable price point, and then you can always refinance later. You can only you get to. your price once, right? You can change that rate every year, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Some people think I that the people that paid crazy like that last year are going to be stuck. You know that they're going to they're going to regret that. I'm I don't know. not convinced. I, that crystal ball, again, is broken, so I don't know well, the answer to that, yeah. but I'm glad my clients were not one of them. Right, right. Yeah. 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 I think it pays to be cautious in the approach with clients. I mean, you would get these, you know, information on how to submit an offer. You know, yeah. no option period, $10,000 option fees, you yeah. know. <laughs> Five percent earnest money, close in three weeks, only approval. Yeah. I mean, and, we'd also, ca- and we'd, cash. And we would also, yeah, we prefer all this in cash, and we'd also like it if you'd give us a new car too. Exactly. Please. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I would get so annoyed at the listing agents because I, I feel like if anybody had like an ounce of diva behavior in them, that it was like you know exponential during the COVID market, and they would be like, "I'm not speaking to you." <laughs> oh <laughs> my thing. god! And it just. I'm so happy we're back to something more normal now. It is more normal. It is. I mean, and, and yes. The, the new normal. What is new, normal I don't, in real estate, right? I don't know. You've been in this in this game for... 18 years. Oh, wow. Okay. 18 years. Yeah. It's I, almost two decades now. Yeah. It's, a, it's, I'm, yeah, it's on my second career, of course, like a okay. lot of people. Yeah. Mine too. And um, I've been doing it 18 years. What, uh, what got you into real estate? You know, I had, um, I was kind of searching for what I wanted to do. I'd spent 26 years in the corporate cosmetic industry and I just Were you working want... for Mary Kay? No, no. Oh, I, worked... I don't really think of cosmetics worked... and talent. Yeah, exactly. No, I worked yeah. for East Saint Laurent and okay. uh, Oscar De La Renta. Oh, wow. And I worked for Chanel at one point. <clears throat> and my Super office was out of New York and I was on the, 
I was on an airplane every day of my life. Mm-hmm. I got tired of traveling. I was kind of a newlywed, and I'd been married less than three years, and I was always gone. I was gone Monday through Friday. Yeah. Or at least Monday through Thursday, for sure, or Tuesday through Friday. And so I, you know, they, they kept merging together, merging together, and... After having four people's jobs, then it finally got me, and they pulled them out of New York and started, you know, it's consolidation. Yeah. And I kind of took a few years off and played tennis and had tea parties and <laughs> figured out what I wanted to do once I grew up. And my friend that was, um, he was a divisional manager at um, Neiman Marcus, he said, why don't you come to work over here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to work in retail. I don't, you know, yeah. retail is a, it's, uh, No. And I would have worked in the corporate office, but it's still. Downtown know. Dallas. Yeah. And um, he said, well, if you don't do that, you should be a real estate agent. Because he just he had just bought a um, home in Midway Hollow. That's so random. You should come to work for me or be a real estate yeah. agent. So when, <laughs> it when was he, like a curse. When he realized <laughs> that I was not going to come to work in the retail side of that or even in the corporate you know, home office, he's like, you know, I just bought a house. And he's like, Jackie, there's a lot of people that come through my office, but you should you, you remind me a lot of our real estate agent we just okay. used. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar. And I thought, hmm, okay. So there was a girl that lived in our neighborhood that was an agent, and I went over and talked to her, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. I got my license, and yeah. How did you initially get your first couple clients? My very first client was someone I knew from Miss Texas. He was, we used to call him the Miss Texas police. <laughs> so whenever Miss Texas would be crowned, he would uh-huh. be the person that would take her. And his name was Oliver Seawood, great guy. And um, so he said, we want to sell our house. I mm-hmm. said, well, you know I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty transparent, right? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but we know, I, but I personally know your character, and you will figure it out. Yeah. And I worked on a team, too, so he was comfortable with that. We got the highest dollars per square foot in his neighborhood ever. Oh, wow. And it sold in, like, two weeks, and what, it was a cash deal. What neighborhood was this? <clears throat> this was in Mansfield. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, You're yes. probably not driving to Mansfield quite as much anymore. Not as much, no. <laughs> but it was so funny. And so I thought, oh, man, I'm going to shake this industry up. I'm going to be fabulous. And so <laughs> the neighbor is mowing his yard one day, and he wants me to now sell mm-hmm. his house, right? Well, that particular house, had, had um, they had had to move out because they had black mold. And the floor plan was very awkward. Um, it was one of those, like the master bedroom was like 1,800 square feet, but <laughs> every other bedroom in the house was like six by, by six. Exactly. <laughs> so that one was not nearly as easy, needless to say. Yeah. That one was, going back to that, it was very challenging, but we got it sold, mm-hmm. and I was so like naive at the time on what to do. I made those th- those poor buyers sign every single page of that 1,000-page um, um, information on, know exactly on, that, what you sign on that or... on that black, you know, on the black mold. I made them oh, initial yeah. every single page. Yeah. So I'm like, don't ever come back to me on that because you need to read all of that, and I want you to initial that says that, that you noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Was that one of your worst transactions? No. No. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. What What was your worst one? Without names, of course, but just stories. Uh. I had a really challenging one a couple of years ago, and um, it was a guy that had come in on an open house over actually here in Willow Bend. Okay. And he was just very, he was a, he he just, he his conversation was always about 12 oct- octaves higher than anyone <laughs> else's in the world. And he was just, he was very, 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 very high strung. Uh-huh. And with the title company, with his lender wouldn't speak to him. The title company wouldn't speak oh, to no. him. So all co- communications had to come through me. And <laughs> that was pretty challenging. Fun, I'm sure. Pretty challenging. Yeah. So I, you Most know, of the I, challenges are the people problems. Really. I grew up in a family that if somebody yelled, it was because the house was on fire. Uh-huh. So that's just not my mode of operandi or conversations. Yeah. So I had to remember that people are different. Mm-hmm. and um, But it was a challenge. I mean, and the title companies and the lenders were calling me just, oh, my God. <laughs> like, hey, 
y'all don't have to talk to him. Yeah. So that was kind of a challenge. So that was probably my, my hardest one. Okay. And actually one that I was most nervous about, believe it or not, was my parents' home. So I sold my parents' home a couple years ago, and I sold them a home. Mm -hmm. Now, my parents had never bought a home that was pre-owned, ever. They'd always built their homes. From the builder. Always built their homes. So, and they're very particular. So (laughs) I thought, oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, and they wanted to be either in Willowbend or Frisco. Mm -hmm. And so I was pretty nervous about that, but it wound up being great. And then I sold it about four and a half years later and almost doubled their money. Oh yeah. So that was really good. But I was nervous about that one. I wasn't, I, I it was not difficult that. at all. They were great, but I was nervous. Well, you're going you know, to Sunday dinners. You're going to hear about the house problems. Mm, if it doesn't go well, right? Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think if my so. sisters or parents were like, I'm, we're moving to Texas. I'd be like, great. Which agent on my team do you want to work with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But it actually wound up being really probably my most rewarding sale was that one yeah. because they were, you know, how it turned out. We can see the personal impact, too. Oh, all no the time. question. And, you know, that's what this business is about, for mm-hmm. sure. It's the personal impact that you have with people. And, you know, you change their lives. You really yes. do. You change yeah. their lives. And you, there's always something for you to be grateful for. You get mm-hmm. to know new people and you know, what yeah. makes them tick and their family and their family members. And now I'm starting to, you know, sell homes to people that their kids were five and six years old. Oh, when wow. they, right. And yeah. now we're starting to sell them homes. And that really, I mean, that brings a tear to my eyes. I love it so much. That is super cool. <laughs> yeah. I have, I'm not at that yet timeline, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm now where the people that we bought their first starter home are coming back and they're like, hey, we have some kids now and we need more space. And yeah. it's definitely fun to see when the house became a home. Right. Because um, sometimes these get wrapped up in the transaction and all the details or yeah. the haggling sometimes. Less so lately because you're like, just give them everything. <laughs> well, no haggling. Give them everything they want and maybe they'll say yes. But um, yeah, it, that's the very rewarding part about this is the people aspect. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I it, it that's why I'm in this business. Yeah, it really is, and the money's is could good. be good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know you have to work it too for sure. Well, this is the, this is the thing that I um it it can be financially good as a real estate agent, uh-huh. but the good agents also make it look easy. Yeah, and it's right. Not like easy. like well, that's our job. That's our job to make it, it look easy. Possible. Um, a lot of agents don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but at least you know, that's what I see on the other side in the transaction. I'm like, let me help you fill a contract out. But yeah, um, yeah the clients, when, when they're like, oh, you know, you're overpaid, you're like, well, we just made it look easy. Like I had the knowledge and wisdom to help, help this go easy and effortless. You could have tried this with somebody else and, right. and had a disaster. Well, collaboration is the number one word we always need to remember yeah. here. We're collaborating for the best interest of our clients. Mm-hmm. And sometimes everybody doesn't get everything they want, <laughs> but you collaborate to make it as win-win of a possible yeah. as, as you can. Yeah. But when you get very competitive people, um, and that's agents included, it can be challenging mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's it's not about us. It's about our clients. Right. And unfortunately, I think you're right. Some agents forget that. Sometimes the ego gets in the way. Yeah. I don't yeah. run across those very much anymore, but... You yeah, know, I have. I mean, I think anybody it, that's in this yeah. industry that's telling Enough you that they time, didn't, it's yeah, not true. Yeah, you're going to experience it. <clears throat> yeah. What made you decide to join Compass? Because you talked about collaboration. I, we have our Compass Entrepreneurship Principles, and mm-hmm. one of my favorites is Collaborate Without Ego. Yeah. Um, what I mean, what made you inspired to come here? You know, so I have some friends that um, helped Compass early on when they were in New York, and they okay. were kind of just working through what they were going to do. And I'd seen him in New York and he said, Jackie, you need to watch this compass company. You really Mm -hmm. do. You need to watch it. So when they came to Dallas, I started seeing a lot of these big agents, the, you know, that were starting to join one of my dear friends, Mark Kane, who Mm -hmm. I respect that man so much. I love him. Um, When he joined compass, I really, they got my attention for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, what does he know? I don't know. So we went to dinner and we started talking about it. And he's like, this is where you need to be. And he started telling me some of the features. And then I met with a guy by the name of Eric Matazak. I don't know if you met with Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's who I met yeah. with. Yeah. And Eric started showing me what their platform was like mm-hmm. and what their plans were. And it was a no-brainer. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. 
from what I had come from. Right. And well, we not, came from and, the same place, which right. I really liked. I was I very happy there. I love them. Oh, yeah. they're fabulous. Still some of my favorite people in this industry. Yeah. Um, but I was amazed at how everything is in one space. And you can run your business from your desktop on everything you need to do mm-hmm. and not have 14 different companies that you got to worry about if their systems are down for the day or, you know, this doesn't work for the day or that's yeah. not, it's all right there. You've got someone that can help you. I mean, Compass support is unbelievable. And now, I mean, look at where they are within 10 years or a Fortune 500 company and right. number yeah. one in luxury in the country. Yeah. And the doors it's opened for me have been ex- an unbelievable. It's just exponentially better than mm-hmm. wherever it, it, it was before. And we've doubled our business since we came here. Oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, your business is, is heavily luxury. Was that fair to say? It is. I think our kind of, average right now that we have in title is about a million two. Yeah. So um, in our listings. Generally speaking, a luxury price point. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that's different? Compared to maybe the mainstream or first-time home buyer, if you will, though yeah. some people buy first time in yeah. the luxury. But generally speaking, there people are moving up into that into that segment of the market. Well, I think also when you start getting into the luxury area, mm-hmm. you start getting very taste specific um, mm. within the homes that are how they're finished out and decorated on the inside, and what someone is looking for as well. So that's kind of one thing. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, uh-huh. but that is interesting. People yeah. do have. I've got one right now that there's, it's it's a beautiful home, but the there's 14 different colors in it. You know, I mean, I don't have the listing, but yeah. we, we have an offer in on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just very taste specific. You can tell that they were probably, you know, every little niche has a different color in it. And yeah. So that's challenging. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's one of the things, and I think that they usually in the luxury market, they know what they want, and they come to you, mm-hmm. and you are the person to find it. They're not going out to kind of search and you know to do a search yeah. and gather. They usually know where they want to be, and we get a lot of um, clients also that aren't referrals. Most of our business is referral, but off right. our Dallas Golf Homes. Yeah, that's that's a cool website you have. Yeah, so I'm slightly a lot of jealous because that's that's a domain name that's a huge win. I mean, yeah, yeah, we actually just got that trademark too, so I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, cool! Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so you're starting now, like early in your career, it was probably mostly referrals. Yeah, and now you're probably getting people off of DallasGolfHomes.com, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and so during COVID, you cannot even believe the amount of people that we had that were coming mm-hmm. in off of that. It was just un- unbelievable. And we get between twenty five hundred and three thousand organic searches on that site a month. Wow. And so it's been a very strong um, vehicle for us. Mm-hmm. But you know, since the um, interest rates have raised, we have a lot of those luxury buyers that are also kind of stepping back because their their you feel stocks that rate are a well, lot more. and, and yeah. their stocks are down and their bonds are down, mm-hmm. so they've kind of stepped over on the sidelines a little bit more than they have in the past. Interesting. So yeah, you know, I think the stock market is affected more. Um, I mean, excuse me, the luxury market is affected more when the stock market is kind of in flux mm-hmm. like it's been. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. We have a lot of people that pay cash, but they don't want to pull cash out of the stock market. Yeah, the cash down. is coming from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that most people have their cash in another asset until they change it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and you really feel the rate at those price points. Yes, for sure. And if they're, you know, their stocks are down with whatever brand, mm-hmm. you know, that they've got stocks in, it's down 15%. When they take it out, then they have to pay a fee on top of that. It's like... No, I'll stay where I am for yeah. a while. I feel, uh, I feel generally speaking, like the whole market is maybe a lot of people are waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And, and along um, that's what you're saying. Like, I'm glad the rates did not go back up this week, but I think the Fed has said that they're going to probably raise them one more time. Yeah, I suspect we'll see that. Yeah. It is what it is. I yeah. mean, you've been doing this almost 20 years. I'm sure you've seen another time when rates were in the sixes before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there were sevens and eights at one point. Yeah. And, you know... the my parents had a, a um, when they lived down in the Preston Hollow area, I think they were like at 13% at one point. So, yeah. you know, we really, the history of the rates have fluctuated, yeah. but, you know, it's kind of like when we've been sitting in the hot tub at two and a half percent, I'm at 2.6%. You think I'm ever moving? This is the problem. So. Yeah. Right. That's why we're not seeing a lot of great supply come on the market. Yeah. Oh, there's People very People really have to want to move. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why location, location, location again, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, 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 it seemed cliche when I started doing real estate and now after more time in the industry, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. Cause that's what makes it a scarce commodity. Like you're in that one location that everybody wants. Yeah. You can change that. You can tear down the house. Oh, sure. But like the location, you, you can't, can't move you that. You can't move that. No. That's what you're always buying. You can buying change the floor location. plan. You can change paint yeah. colors, niche colors. I mean, like what we're seeing in, in Preston Hollow and, yeah. and you know Midway Hollow and all these other areas of Dallas. Like it's a good location. So if you just tear down the house. Where do you live? I live by Arbor Hills. Oh, so okay. West Plano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like, you know, I didn't grow up in a big city. Uh-huh. And so being by the nature park is important yeah. to me to like get. I love it over there. I, yeah. So like my couple times a week morning walk is good for my mental health. Do you take your puppy? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, he knows Arbor Hills better than anybody who works for Plano Parks, I'm sure. Like, you know, he could, he <laughs> every, could give anybody the whole tour. Of, yeah, every stick. Every blade of grass. He could give anybody the full tour of Arbor that's Hills. That's great. Yeah. So that's um, it's a good spot. Yeah. It's close to everything. Absolutely. And I prioritize location, too. Yeah. That's why I, I always... You get frustrated with sometimes first-time home buyers who really heavily weight the house mm-hmm. because you can change the house, and sometimes people end up in a location that's not what right. they wanted. And even even with great advice, they're like, "No, no, this is what I really want." And if they're not a homebody, they're driving a long ways for the things they like to right. do. Right, right. Well, that's yeah. why I ask buyers all the time, "What are your three deal breakers?" Yeah, that's a what great way to put it. What are your three deal breakers? And I put it in their their file. Mm-hmm. And so when we go back and they start getting off on, well, that kitchen yeah. doesn't have the right faucet and that one yeah. does, I'm like, it's not on your deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Schools, location. I mean, those are the first yeah, two things. Those and two your lifestyle. Hand hand. And of yeah. course, budget. But, you know, yeah. those are that's, your three. That's also a challenge yeah. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since it's gone up. I've got one that's coming in from Colorado right now. And he said to me, he said, we're moving out of this, you know, home. And it was a couple million dollars. And he said, I think I can probably replace it for about 500000 in North Texas, unless if you're an Aspen, I mean. but in a golf in a country club community. Oh no! I said I don't not, and yeah. it only could be four country club communities because they were the blue. Um, they had to be um, blue courses within, um, which is Las Colinas, Stonebriar, TPC, and Glen Eagles. What does a blue course mean? Not it your... means it's the length, and that's where pros usually go oh, to be okay. trained to to okay. actually work. Young young adults go to be trained to be pros, and of okay. course now the PGA that's just opened as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. And none of those are going to be five hundred thousand. Yeah. Mm-mm. I know you missed that. No. But the, oh, golf courses have never been. Yeah. On the cheaper side. No golf course. Again, location. Yeah. Location, location. Yeah. Well, um, what do you think is going to happen the rest of twenty twenty three? You know. I think that we're going to still have steady business. You know, I think yeah. that it's going to be steady. I don't think we're going to be burning it up like we did in, you know, 2021. I, I, yeah, it's, yeah. Cause if you weren't paying cash back then, you just kind of weren't getting a house. It was, yeah. And it was so sad because people would get their hearts set and, and we would have lenders calling and, you know, I would be like, writing these, they're already you know, approved. They're ready. And, this is yeah. like cash. And, but you know it still had to clear that and when they've got nine offers that are cash that are you know 20 percent over asking price uh-huh so um yeah because it still then had to appraise too and you know they might have had to come to the table with another hundred thousand dollars in cash right and if they're getting a loan they really can't do that mm-hmm. so um i think that those days are hopefully behind us for I'm a while knock on, knock on it for me I too please definitely I, I i have a little more free time these days yeah. and i'm like oh I need to think differently now about how I use all of my to use some free time because I joked before you'd show twenty eight houses, write twenty eight offers to buy one. Well, you're now more intentional, and right? now it's like yeah. okay, we we don't have to see twenty eight houses. We might, but we're not going to write twenty eight sure. offers. We're just right going to pick the house you like and, you'll and have take a negotiation. Whatever you get, and you're going to like it, and yeah, you know, if not, then yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a nice market. I, I think I'm on the same page as yeah. you that 2023 will be. I think it's going to be steady. Steady. You know, our business is steady. It's not, um, you know, 40 percent increases like we were yeah. saying. But it, it, we definitely we were 165 percent over last year, the first quarter though. So it was. Yeah. We had a great first quarter. That's good. Congratulations. And our second quarter has been solid, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's yeah. 
So it's inventory. I mean, we have another you can't sell 15 million there. we could close next month if we could right. get the inventory for it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> so it's tricky. Um, but it's fun. I mean, we still get to meet cool people. Yeah. What's a, what do you wish I would have asked you today in our, in our time together? What do you? What do I wish you would yeah. ask me? Um, hmm. That's my trick question I give that people. That's a trick question. <laughs> I really, I wasn't. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, okay, I don't good. Really have yeah, no anything. missed expectations. Uh, awesome. I'm just now. You know, I used to do interviews for Miss Texas, so we would ask, "What are you glad I didn't ask you today?" Oh. <laughs> Should I should I ask you that? Maybe reposition yeah. that. What are you glad that you didn't ask me today? But you've already asked me that. What was my most challenging client? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So what did I hope you would ask me today? What's a story you want to tell? Um, you know, I just really have to tell you, I love what I do. I oh, that's really, great. Really love what I do, and I have a great team. Mm-hmm. I think maybe what I would like for you to have asked me more about is my team. Well, let's hear more about that. <clears throat> so, Arian has worked with me for. A little over 10 years, almost 11 years. And, you know, teams disperse a lot. And I'm very proud of the fact Mm -hmm. that I've put together an incredible team. Yeah. And they stay with us. And Tamara's been with me for about eight years. Angela, about six years. Wow. Um, Dee Dee, about four. And then we've got two new agents that um, have just joined us in the last 18 months. What's the secret sauce for people to stay so long? I think you are fair. Mm-hmm. And you answer their calls when they call you because they're there to, to for guidance. Yeah. And I'm not there to just collect money from them. I'm there to guide yeah. them and help them. And so, um, and you're fair. You mm-hmm. know, you got to be fair for sure. Yeah. And um, let them know you're, they're appreciated. Mm-hmm. And there are times that I'm sure every one of them have wanted to just, you know, b- bury me in the backyard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're not, we can't not do doing that. that. We're not going to do it that yeah. way. And, um, or I know that we had to do it that way, but now things have changed and I see it coming. Mm-hmm. But when you've been in the business 18 years, you also see, you see things that are coming mm-hmm. around, the, around yeah. the bend. So I think that's the secret sauce. And I just have really solid agents that have common sense, mm-hmm. you know, common sense and being rational and knowing how to talk to people is is half of what we do. Yeah. What's it the really recruiting is. process to join? Uh, it's the Jackie Dorbridge team, right? Well, yeah. Um, well, Arian actually came to me. Okay. Arian and I knew each other. She was Miss Texas oh, wow. years ago when I was on the board of directors. And she came to me and she said, I want to talk to you. I think I want to be a real estate agent. And <laughs> she was um, a teacher mm-hmm. in Kenny ISD. So I said. I think teachers make good real estate agents. She is super good. She's really good. And she's now our assistant, kind of inside sales assistant, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, our mother, if you will. The team mom. <laughs> she keeps us all together. And we she, sort of have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so she was the first. And then Tamara um, was the second one. And she was going through a divorce and um, came and she interviewed like four different companies. Oh, wow. And then she came back to our, our team because I said, listen, it's not easy. You know, I'm, I, when I get, this is how we do it. And mm-hmm. this is how we want to keep our brand, um, strong. And she, she believed in what we were doing. So, and I said, listen, I'm going to pay for you and Arian to go to dinner and go have a drink and yeah. she can give you the good, the bad and the ugly without me there. That's what we do on our team too. Yes. I'm like, you're having a lunch. Not with me. <laughs> Not with me. Ask the hard yeah. questions to her. Yeah. And you know, I don't take that offensively. Yeah. And I think you have to have a sense of humor too, you know, and it's we business, really do. Yeah. We, we laugh a lot. We work hard, but we play hard. Mm-hmm. And um, then it just kind of snowballed from there. We went through a few that we had to get rid of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's, think we all do. We, yeah. You kind of grow too fast and you're like, oh, I got this down. Kind of like the whole first house easy thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, but you know, pretty quickly. And my gut told me that I was not. I shouldn't have done that, but you know, I kind of went against that. And yeah. Within sixty days, I had gone back to trusting my gut again, mm-hmm. and now I just trust my gut. That's that's you good know, life advice. I but just trust my gut. Yeah, on people, just yeah. So, if somebody's a new real estate agent, do you hire new agents or mostly just hired okay. two new agents? What advice would you give to a new agent? You know what? Let get on a team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, get on a team. Ask questions. Yeah. Don't assume that you know it or you can figure it out. 
get on get on a it team. Costs your client a lot of money. Questions. Make assumptions. Yes, ask questions. Um, don't ever assume you know what you're doing mm-hmm. because it, sometimes common sense, when you put it on paper and it's in a contractual form, <laughs> is not how it reads. Yeah, you know, exactly. our contracts are sometimes you think what (laughs) (laughs) you know it's even at the closing table it's the double negatives you have never not (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um ask those questions yeah 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 i think that's good advice and and communicate with your sphere of influence you know Mm -hmm. that's where your that's where your initial that's where mine came from probably yours yeah you're probably your biggest cheerleaders absolutely i was actually an anomaly though truthfully because i didn't have much of a network in dallas so my business started on zillow did it you know a lot of people hate zillow but like it is an opportunity to get in front of people who want to buy or sell homes i've never ever Um, ever had a zillow lead i never i never you're probably lucky no. Well, I, I'd lived here for a long time. Too. Yeah, yeah. So you had yeah. a big network. Yeah. I didn't have much of a network, uh, so that was an opportunity to start getting in front of people and making relationships. And yeah. now a lot of my past clients are people that I met on there, and they uh-huh. give me referrals. And so it's yeah. much more organic now, right? And a lot more fun. But well, I had joined Prudential initially, and they were a big relocation mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And from my background being in luxury, they would they would give me um, not give me but refer me. Um, luxury clients and I kind of got networked into that with them initially mm-hmm. and they were a great training ground for me great training nice. ground so Didi who now works for us used to be their director of marketing and technology oh wow and then she decided she wanted to be an agent and came to work over here with us yeah so she's been a huge help she's super good yeah so it, the team building's okay. fun I think that's a cool part of the business that's overlooked for somebody getting mm-hmm. into Real estate. They, they don't maybe appreciate what's going on with teams. I joined a team initially, and I think it was very helpful for mm-hmm. me because you can have somebody sit down with you and go through those contracts and explain those contracts. And they have the relationships with the title companies that you don't have to then go in as a novice. Start from and, scratch. <laughs> yeah, and they have the vendor list that you don't have somebody that doesn't show up four times. And, you know, so yeah. you've got that network in there. Yeah. And don't ever overlook that. It's yeah. a big, Super it's a big plus. Yeah. I want to thank you for sharing all your wisdom today and Thanks. your stories and making time out of your busy day thank to be on the podcast. Thank you for asking me. I'm honored. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I was like, why would you want to talk to me? That's because sweet. Because you've got great stories. It. Thank you. If our audience wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to connect? Uh, DallasGolfHomes.com. Okay. And on our site. It's that great yeah, website. It is. Yeah. DallasGolfHomes.com. DallasGolfHomes.com. Yeah. Awesome. And um, so we have a number on there. They can call us and we'd love to help them. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, well, thanks for your time, Jackie. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been thinking about moving to North Texas? Maybe you're looking in Plano, Dallas, Frisco, or the surrounding communities. Each year, our team helps dozens of families make the move to Texas. We'd love to help you begin your journey. Learn more on our website at HastingsRE.com. That's H-A-I-S-T-I-N-G-S-R-E.com.